Are you looking for a new math curriculum? Well, CTC Math specializes in providing online video tutorials that take a multi-sensory approach to learning. Favorably reviewed in Kathy Duffy's 102 Top Picks and the Old Schoolhouse Crew Review. The lessons are short and concise to help your children break down concepts and appreciate math in a whole new way. The lessons are taught the traditional way, not to the test. Each one of the video tutorials is taught by an internationally acclaimed teacher, Pat Murray, who is renowned for teaching math concepts in a simple, easy to understand way and in only a few minutes at a time. Using a multi-sensory approach, having the combination of effective graphics and animation synchronized with the voice of a friendly teacher together with practical assessment. Even students who struggled with math are getting fantastic results. And the ones that were doing okay before now are doing brilliantly. Visit CTC Math today and start your free trial. That's ctcmath.com. This is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Welcome to the Vintage Homeschool Mom Show. Your host, Felice Gerwitz, is an author, a publisher, and your radio show host. She will encourage, educate, and inspire you with answers to your most pressing questions from homeschool, marriage, parenting, and much more. Felice loves to equip moms to live a Christian life because every moment counts. Be sure to visit her website at MediaAngels.com. And here's your host, Felice Gerwitz. Hey friends and welcome. This is my 500th episode and my name is Felice Gerwitz and I have been bringing you this show, Vintage Homeschool Moms, for about 10 years. In fact, we are celebrating as a network our 10-year anniversary or birthday as we like to call it in October of 2023. So if you're with me, I want to thank you for joining me as well as for all of you who have been with me from the beginning. It is because of you that you have made this podcast a success as well as the others on this network. First of all, I would like to thank our sponsor, and that is Media Angels. You can visit the website for information about books, classes, and printables, such as the character planners, for immediate download. And we are creating a series of informative classes just in time for back to school, as well as topics that will help you with your homeschool journey. Our topics include streamlining your homeschool, streamlining your home, attitude, and discipline, among others that are planned for this year. These classes are short videos as well as including handouts to help you plan. This is the help you need, and a lot of it came from the survey that we did to our listeners as well as those on our email list at the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network. So if you haven't signed up for our email, please do so. Every month we give away a free planner. And at year's end, we compile them all and we sell them on our website at mediaangels.com. You can find the store link there. Well, here we are. Episode 500. And the topic today 
is homeschool do-over. If I could go back and begin my homeschool journey again, which began um, 1986-87, what would I do differently? But isn't that the way? We would do so many different things than what we've done before. Truly, we should be happy that we have decided to homeschool. And perhaps you started your homeschool journey because it was a necessary thing, or maybe for religious convictions, or whatever else that was. I know COVID brought in a lot of new homeschoolers, but we find that many of us are not truly happy with anything that we've done or accomplished, and we shouldn't be that way. Our children are the most precious things in our lives, probably after our faith in God and our spouse. And while our children are important, There should be aspects that we focus on in their lives, not just schooling. What is amazing about homeschooling is homeschooling encompasses so many things. It isn't just about academics. It's about spiritual growth, mental growth, and of course, physical growth. As parents, we want the best for our children, and there's always room for improvement. So while I look back and I think about all of the things I could do differently, I'm going to say that many of the things that I did, I was really happy about after I saw the fruit of that experience. And that is with my adult children. I had five kids um, over the span of my homeschool journey. And they were homeschooled pretty much kindergarten through high school. Uh, My first son I took out of kindergarten Um, after he was repeating it for the second time. And so we began his homeschooling at kindergarten again, poor thing. And he really um, excelled under our homeschool journey. He was a struggling learner. And then I decided to homeschool my second daughter, uh, just because. And um, then we had a long time of homeschooling before I had my next three children. So the next three were born when my oldest was 14 and my second um, oldest, my daughter, was 12. And then I continued my homeschool journey again, kindergarten through 12th grade. And the last two did some dual enrollment their last uh, year or two of homeschooling. So they received high school credit while doing some college classes. They did not go full time. Um, So we still were homeschooling some specific aspects of their schooling. And, you know, I've talked to so many parents, but I want to assure you that a bad day of homeschooling is better than a bad day in public or private education. And that I can attest to. Through the years as a conference speaker, I uh, could see so many uh, parents that were just struggling or, you know, just really wanted the perfect curriculum or wanted to, you know, give their kids a better experience than what they had in school. I loved it when I met parents who had a baby in a backpack um, that wasn't even anywhere near homeschool age, but they were already researching and looking into it. And sometimes, you know, there is ways that we could have done better or we could have done things differently. But for the most part, you, mom, dad, grandparents, or whoever you are, if you're homeschooling, you have made the right decision. 
But this topic is homeschool do-overs, so here goes. I am homeschooled my five children, and of course I would do certain things over again. In fact, I should do a podcast on what I did right. But what would I do differently? Well, I decided to break it up into sections. First, faith, family, and then household, and lastly, homeschooling. Why? Well, due to the many different dynamics of homeschooling, I wanted to share a synopsis rather than a play-by-play of everything I could have done differently, especially since I started homeschooling in 1986, and we'd be sitting here all day going through it, if not longer. I finished my homeschool journey in 2018, clocking in at 32 years. Yes, I know, that's a lifetime for some of you. But truthfully, um, I was not passionate about homeschooling until a a full year or two into my homeschool journey. I homeschooled out of necessity. Uh, My background was learning disabilities with um, a emphasis in early childhood education. So truthfully, I was super prepared to homeschool. I just chose not to. And truthfully, I had never really even heard of it. So when I started looking into it, and this dear sweet lady took me under her wing, and I put together a curriculum that would help my son thrive, I realized, wow, this is really amazing. So once I, I, you know, saw the benefits of homeschooling and saw the caliber of my new homeschool friends and their passion, I was sold. Tip number one, find like-minded friends. Once I found like-minded friends and those who shared my faith and family values, I knew I was in for the long haul. I started strongest with my oldest two, and I could tell you I continued at that pace with my youngest three, unfortunately, only for a short while. In essence, I had a chance to do it over with the youngest three, but if I had to pick a time I was a better homeschool parent, I'd say it was the oldest two. And I think because I was more relaxed and I really embraced the idea of homeschooling as a lifestyle. In fact, the first podcast I did on this network uh, was about, I asked a question, what type of homeschooling are you? And that actually has gotten one of the most uh, replays of any episode. So look for that on vintagehomeschoolmoms.com where you will also find the show notes, Homeschool Do-Over, the 500th episode. But I also um, did a lot more with unit studies and hands-on things that I wish I had done more with the youngest three. So the question remains, what is homeschooling? I'll give you my definition. Homeschooling is a chance to combine faith, family, and education It's a chance to encourage your children to love the Lord and their family, as well as excel in school. It allows us to to raise independent thinkers, and it's a chance to spend time with our families that we will never get back. If they were in traditional education, we'd see them when they got home or early in the morning when they're not their best. But as homeschoolers, we can embrace that time together. And really, our family dynamics is what made homeschooling so worth it. I want to give you a synopsis of faith in my homeschool do-over. This is an area I feel good about. 
in that we had the freedom to practice our faith, delve into good spiritual books that we used as read aloud that focused on character traits of the saints and other godly men and women of God. In fact, that was part of my favorite time of homeschooling was our read alouds. We had good Bible studies, we used Bible timelines, and participated in First Fridays with our homeschool community. The area where I would have improved was assigning more books in high school to my children, such as C.S. Lewis books, not just Mere Christianity and the Screwtape Letters, which uh, three out of my five read, but I would have included a course of, you know, all of his books, but also a course on relativism, which permeates our world today. The idea that all is good and your truth is your truth and my truth is my truth comes from a lack of education and focus on what is real and what is true. Truth is not some made up version that we hear today. My children have shared difficulty articulating beliefs and we could improve on this area. So those are some of the things that I would do in regard to faith. The praise report is that all of my five children still practice their faith and attend church regularly. So I'm truly blessed. What about a synopsis of my family dynamics in my homeschool do-over? Well, now let's look at family. I do wish I had been more disciplined to follow through and back up no means no and yes means yes. Let's face it, as parents, we're typically swayed by our children. It's just the nature of parenting. We feel worse for the discipline that we give out than they do. Sometimes I went overboard. For example, my poor second child had to endure one year of no sleepovers. Yes, I meant an entire year. For one reason, I didn't like them. I never was a big fan of having sleepovers in the first place, especially when my children were younger. However, it turned out to be a good thing, and my daughter, who is now an adult homeschooling her children, has followed through on my footsteps. She doesn't allow the younger ones to go on sleepovers, and only when the girls have gotten on into high school, her older two, and her really good friend is the mother of their best friend, that has worked out well. God uses those times for good even when we mess up, even during our worst over-the-top decisions. And believe me, a lot of my friends used my daughter and myself as an example. I wish I had worked on one of my children out of the five, especially attitude and focus on uh, some things that would carry him forward in adult life. One of them is being self-disciplined. This is, you know, really important. There is a class in the works about cultivating a climate of good attitude within families. And that's something that we're going to be presenting, um, hopefully, in not too many months. But this brings me to another point. I wish I had realized what worked and what and did not work for all of them. You know, even in uh, family dynamics, a lot of times when we instill a specific um, punishment or um, require something of our children, um, it doesn't, the results are not the same. Even if they're good methods or good ideas, we are still a close-knit family and having family meetings was pretty, pretty much what saved our homeschool journey. When things got out of hand, kids did not get along, I would sit them down, uh, dad was there. And then when my dad lived with us, um, 
for the, his last 10 years of life, he sometimes would join us too. That was quite interesting. And so we would all have a chance to discuss some things that were upsetting to us. And while that person was talking, no one else was allowed to talk. Sometimes we didn't have a solution that minute. But then later on, we were able to get back together and talk. And I really believe that um, that was mostly done with the last three. So that was pretty much the do-over that I did there, and it worked. As far as household management uh, do-over, this is an area that I struggled with at times. I could not balance a clean house and well-educated kids. I just couldn't. I had to pick one. Sure, our house was picked up, and I can't stand dirt, so I wouldn't say it was dirty, but I will say it was messy. And I think part of it was that what I wanted was something that I would hear other speakers talk about, having everything so well planned that people could drop in at a spur of the moment, and everything would be picked up. And I did have in-laws that were very proud of the house their son built, and uh, my husband's in construction. And so oftentimes they would want to bring relatives over that were just going to be here for the day. And so they really couldn't bring them over in the evening, which would have been better for us. And so I was always scrambling when I got a call from them and the kids and I were picking up frantically before they got here. At this point, it was all hands on deck. And it was good for the kids, sure. They could help out and they knew that their grandparents were coming and you know, they got to have time outside to play. Still, I wish I had done better. I put pressure on myself, and we all have insecurities, and that was one of mine. As the years progressed, our homeschooling moved upstairs, and that was really the answer to all of my needs. I could keep downstairs neat, and the mess was contained in one place, and so that worked out. One of the other things I did was that... Um, we sat down with all of the chores that everyone needed to participate in. Wash, uh, you know, cleaning the counters after meals, washing dishes, helping with meal prep, setting the table, picking up, you know, our living room area. And so what I did was I split out all the jobs and I said, okay, who wants to, who would like to do this job? And that worked great. Who knew? My youngest son liked to empty the dishwasher and fill it. And my daughter liked to keep everything neat and pick up and organize. And my son uh, did some yard work and someone else picked up all the stuff that needed to go upstairs because you know how it is. If you have stairs, you put things on the stairs to go upstairs without going upstairs. And so that, that helped, but it was when they got older. If you have little ones, do not stress it. There's only so much you can do. And sometimes it takes years, but your family takes precedent. Even so, our house was never dirty, I can say. I can't handle dirt or dirty dishes in the sink. But I wasn't up to my mother-in-law's standard of neatness. And she never put the pressure on me. It was my own pressure. As far as planning meals and cooking, that I had down pat. And I excelled at doubling recipes to freeze one for upcoming meals. And, you know, keeping laundry going. One of the things that helped as well was also having uh, the kids do their own laundry. So celebrate what you do well and let the rest go. And that is the older and wiser Felicia's advice. Okay, now homeschooling. What would I do over in my homeschooling? 
I would not duplicate private or public school at home. I did that during different seasons. Um, part of it was because I had a new baby and I just couldn't keep up with all the unit studies and activities that we did, which is fine. If you're using an online curriculum because you've got little ones, wonderful. Just remember that homeschooling is a situation that we have that we can incorporate things that public schools or private schools can't. And as a certified teacher, it was a natural way to teach for me. It was comfortable, but I soon learned that my kids didn't like school just like everyone else. So I ended up having to improve. I learned to relax and incorporate outdoor activities and field trips as well as unit studies. And I have to say that unit studies was probably our favorite time of homeschooling because I could incorporate a lot of subjects in that I have a creation science uh, study guide. I have four different ones as well as activity packs that go with them. You can download those on mediaangels.com. I also have teaching science and having fun. Um, again, incorporating science was something that not only in increased my children's vocabulary naturally, helped them with thinking skills that, you know, we would, a lot of people would buy workbooks on, you know, how to get your kids to use logic and, you know, figure things out. And I said, we didn't have to do that because my kids thought logically because you have to when you're doing science experiments. And those are based on unit studies. So you can find those on our website. Um, I always uh, supplemented with a good math and reading curriculum. And that might be something you want to look into as well. I would ignore many of the curriculum suggestions of my friends. Everyone's kids are different, and I know I use some books that didn't fit our family needs. Another thing, I would use uh, textbooks sparingly, especially in the younger years, and focus on learning based on my children's interest. I'm going to admit here I am too uptight to unschool and applaud all of you who can do that or child-led learning, but I could still incorporate the things that my children were interested in. I have kids who love the outdoors, and I live in Florida, so we were able to do a lot of outdoor nature center things. We camped. Uh, we took some field trips, some of them out of state, so that we could reinforce some of the things they were learning. My children were interested in nature, astronomy, and oceanography, so we took many trips to the beach, uh, nature centers, and had access to a conservatory for stargazing. I truly wish I had capitalized more on the educational aspect of those situations, using them as a basis for deeper study and further study. There was so much more we could have done. And a lot of that I learned later on um, in turning field trips really into a deeper level of study. And so I also tried to turn some of our vacations into education. And my children said I can turn any fun thing into school. But you can imagine um, if we were doing this in reverse, using field trips as part of our homeschool curriculum, the kids would be happy to go on a homeschool field trip and turn that into school during the school year. And we did some of that. Again, I was never comfortable with unschooling, but I'm impressed for those who can keep up with that teaching method. I think my concern was that my kids were going to miss some milestone and I just didn't want to do that. But then I found with unit studies, especially with good theme-based units, 
the kids would naturally learn everything that they needed to learn um, because of all of the other aspects that were brought into that, such as additional reading, uh, writing, doing experimentation, note-taking, and that sort of thing. As the children became older, I ended up panicking more, especially for those that were college-bound. And maybe panic is too strong of a word, but I did stress it. And I feel like I did my children a disservice. My second oldest was very interested in writing. And I feel that was one good thing I did that I encouraged her to write. And we published three novels. You can check out the Truth Seekers Mystery Series on our website and let your children know that a child who was 12 years old uh, at the time started it, but we didn't finish the series until she was um, into her first year of college. So it took us about two years to write each novel approximately. And that included having um, many, many homeschool parents and children reading the novels, critiquing them in their rough draft, and then getting several professional um, editors to edit those books. And we hope to update those in the near future. However, the focus should have been on trades for my oldest son and my third-born son. Both ended up working in vocational field, um, some areas of construction, which is what my husband does. You know, it helps that we owned a construction company, both of them apprenticed, but only one son works for us. I Need I say more? Um, I insisted that both sons do college-bound work, and I think I did that them a disservice. Um, it was stressful, not necessarily that they couldn't accomplish the work, but my one son especially really disliked a lot of his curriculum and gave me a hard time about it. If I could do it again, my boys would have more of a vocational-focused education in various fields. My son taught himself, this is my third child, um, taught himself mechanics and has rebuilt and repaired many cars, trucks, and trailers, although his job is in construction uh, with my husband. And so they do a lot of framing work, which is wood and not, you know, tools. But my son just has a natural aptitude, didn't want to do that full time, but enjoys doing that as a hobby, which has been very lucrative for him. So three of my children did attend college, two graduated magnum cum laude, and one cum laude, and one has a master's degree and also graduated with honors. So as my children said, you know, you may have been hard on yourself, mom, but um, you obviously did a good job. And I really think a lot of it was providing for them the tools and resources that they needed. The youngest was an early reader and didn't have a problem with school, yet I wish we had focused more on mathematics with him because English and writing came easily. And sometimes we focus on a children's strengths and forget to shore up the weaknesses. But don't worry, because after his freshman year of college, he asked me to order a math curriculum for the summer to brush up on trigonometry of all things because he felt like he didn't know that. And that, my friends, is one of the fruits of homeschooling and encouraging your children to learn. So even if we mess up, those motivated kids will keep us in line. I mean, seriously, whose kid asks for a math curriculum to do in the summer when they're on break from college? What a blessing, right? My youngest three children also played sports in high school, and then the youngest two uh, did in college. And we had some major scheduling that needed to take place to fit in all the practices. And this sometimes threw our homeschool out of balance. 
I didn't have a lot of experience with that. And if I could do it over, I would probably rearrange some of our learning during those times when they didn't have practices. So for example, when they played in high school, they were not allowed to practice um, in the fall, it's all spring. So I would have really doubled up on some things there so that their spring schedule would have been lighter for them. Um, and then also, uh, one of the things I will say is that homeschooling did give me a leg up because if they weren't done with their school, they weren't playing. And one of the children on their team, his father um, was a sheriff in town. And I remember seeing him sitting there and his son was next to him. And I kind of looked at him and he said, yeah, he got um, a bad grade on one of the tests that he had told me he studied for. And it was the night of one of our games. And apparently he didn't study well enough. So um, he is getting uh, to sit out this game until he realizes that I will continue to bench him if he doesn't promise to study in the future. And I thought that was so commendable. And I told him, I said, that is wonderful. And your son, who was sitting next to him looking very sullen, I said, in the future, your son is going to thank you for this. And he was taken back. He said, really? He said, none of the other parents have been supportive. And I said, no, this is a really good thing you're doing. And I shared with him that if my kids didn't get done with their schoolwork, they didn't come to the games or practice. So that's um, kind of important that we kind of, kind of back up what we're saying, especially when it comes to academics. One other thing I wish I had done was more college prep work uh, with testing for my older two. And then with my third child, um, even though he wasn't college bound. And I know a lot of colleges say they're not going to focus on testing and so forth. But if you do some of the test prep, and we're really blessed that Gene Burke is a podcaster on this network and has collegeprepgenius.com. And her po um, podcast is collegeprepgenius.com forward slash podcast. She's going to be updating that with more podcasts coming up. But I cannot uh, tell you the, about her curriculum. I know she has an affiliate program. I fail affiliate 101. Um, but um, I don't get paid for this. But I just love her program so much. I want to just share that with you. It is wonderful. But not only that, it teaches test taking skills. And that is something that my kids took with them, the youngest two, especially to college. Um, dual enrollment was a good thing for the most part. I don't think I would ever put them in full time for two years. Um, but that was successful for my children. So, uh, you know, in subsequent podcasts, I'm going to address some of the com uh, comments that we got from parents who participated in the survey. But here's a quick synopsis of uh, what they said. The first was do not duplicate school at home, be more relaxed and flexible. They wish they had prayed more and seek God's wisdom. They um, thought that a relationship within the family was more important than the three R's. They thought that there should be more of a focus on reading, writing, and arithmetic rather than other things, especially if your kids are struggling, I would say amen to that. Uh, one of the parents, several in fact, considered um, said that they would in the future consider unschooling, child-led learning, and adding more field trips. Uh, they also recommended some specific curriculums that they enjoyed or didn't enjoy. So I left that out because on this network, you will not never hear us a curriculum bash. Uh, we may recommend curriculums like I did with college prep, 
but we will never put down another curriculum. It's just not allowed on my network. Um, and then they also would avoid all-in-one curriculums, uh, stop using curriculum that wasn't working for a child. I had no problem with that, but that's good advice. Uh, they also talked about not starting school so early. Um, and I have heard more and more people who do that, and that really helps sometimes with a child's maturity. And then they also um, recommended identifying learning issues and remediation, which is also good. Uh, we have a podcast in the archives on uh, dealing with uh, remediation, so you may want to take a look at that. I'm also adopting the idea that there's plenty of time for that and then running out of time. So they were not in favor of that. Uh, not buying into the idea of the day. Uh, one had a farm and bought a farm because that was something that was going on at the time. And she said now she's kind of stuck on the farm and which they wished they had done more traveling. So um, there's that. And then combining subjects within the family, we did a lot of that. So um, that's good advice, though. And then don't stress the house over the kids. Amen to that. And so many other comments. So my next podcast will be dealing with some of those and addressing some of the concerns that some parents had. Others discuss keeping prayer front and center of their homeschool decision. I didn't mention that because that's a given in my home. I often started my day with prayer and the children knew that if they came and disrupted my few minutes with God, I actually have a podcast about that now. So if you want to check it out, a few minutes with God podcast.com, you can, but I spent time with the Lord in the morning, not long, but while they were eating breakfast, which was, you know, pretty much set up for them as they were a little bit older. Of course, when they were little, I couldn't do that, but I also, um, would sometimes, if they were, you know, four-ish, I would give them things to do so I could finish my prayer time if I hadn't done that before they woke up. And one, as one of my kids said, if you interrupt mommy when she's praying, it's not a good day. And that's it in a synopsis. Um, you know, that really helped me. So I loved that people realize that that's important. Well, friends, we all have regrets, and in our ideal homeschool do-over world, we probably would do things we'd want to do differently. So please know, homeschooling your children is a blessing. You are doing the right thing. You are building relationships, memories, and spending time with your children and the Lord. Thanks so much for joining me on my 500th episode. I pray a blessing on you and your family today and always. Thanks for tuning in to the Vintage Homeschool Mom Show. Visit Felice at MediaAngels.com and the VintageHomeschoolMoms.com. Vintage Homeschool Moms is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network.